the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. The good, the bad, and the Boucherian. And folks, you're listening to the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. It's your boy Billy and we're back at it with another episode. I hope you guys are keeping well, keeping safe and things are going well on your side as they are in on mine. And your guest in studio is your boy Billy and we're back at it with another. Imagine if you just went on a loop like that because today I am your guest, your host with the most. And I remember at the beginning of the day you guys said you want to hear a bit more of my monologues and 10 episodes into the new year, we here we are. For some of you guys, you decided to start your New Year's in March, so happy New Year to you guys. For some of you guys, you've met your goals this far, so all the best to you guys and more power to you guys. For some of us, we are yet to achieve some of our goals for the year, so we keep on keeping on. It only gets better, let's tell my guys, and I always tell you guys, week of your choice. And that's why what we'll be talking about this week, about one, feeling behind in life, and two, creating... A life of your choice so of course i'm not blind to some of the privileges and some of the conveniences that some people have that make this phrase quote-unquote a week of your choice easier than others for some you don't have to commute every day so definitely you cut back on so much time so you're able to do more than someone who has to commute probably an hour an hour and a half to where they're going for some people you have the privileges of uh, probably getting membership to different clubs different uh you know, sporting events and stuff. So definitely those are some of the privileges that you're accorded that help you have a week of your choice than someone else who probably didn't have this. But for me, week of your choice is a statement that I just used to tell my audience, my listeners, my followers on Instagram, that really, at the end of the day, life is what you make it. With the little resources you have, with the limited privilege you probably have, life at the end of the day, is what you make it. And I think the issue when guys use the privilege tag is that when I say life is what you make it, you want to make a life of probably traveling, you're, not, you're coping on social media and seeing their lives and that's the life you want to make, but not the life you have. So here's an example, right? So at the moment, I'm doing school and doing an internship at the same time, which can be very rigorous, right? But then... For me, that some of privileges I'm accorded that I'm able to do some of the things that I otherwise wouldn't have done if I was just engrossed in reading and working. One rule of mine is never carry work home. And so immediately it is 5 p.m. as an intern. That's where my work ends, right? And so back to the phrase week of your choice. With whatever you can make do of, I mean, in your schools, probably you, if you're in uni, you have, you're in a club, you're in, you know, that's what you make a week of your choice. For some people asking me, Bill, you go to several events, how do you do that? And for me, and that's the same thing where I was telling you guys that if you're part of a club, let's say, I'm in law school, so let's say the Moot Club, right? You're able to go to different universities, different events, different um, rooms, that you others wouldn't have gone if you weren't in the mood club, right? And that's the same thing where in the podcast we've kept on telling you guys that put yourselves in those rooms. Try your best to put yourselves in those rooms because even as much as we say sometimes these things are a matter of privilege, that's the status quo. That's what 
it is at the moment. And I don't think we can effectively remove ourselves from the privilege. Privilege is something that's going to be there, that is there. And something that some of us are even working hard to get so we can afford our kids the opportunities of this privilege. Because definitely, privilege, privilege makes a lot of people's life way easier than it would otherwise have been for the common Mwananchi. Yeah? So, again, for me, we covetous just means making due of the resources you have, of the time you have, to just make a life you'd want to live. Because who says when you have a million bucks is when you'd be able to travel the world, able to do your gym, able to... Because with more money comes more pressure. I was talking to someone the other day and saying how our parents have worked so hard, yet they don't enjoy the benefits of their money as much as their children do enjoy those benefits. So does life really get easier in that aspect? You know, so we could address that if you like reading, you can create time to do your readings. If you love running, you don't have to be on a treadmill in the gym to do running. You can always run by the road. I used to actually do, well, actually when the COVID hit to 2020, 2021, 2022 actually, I'd taken a break from the gym for a bit and I used to run. Or, or, or I used to do gym in the morning and run in the evening by the roadside. So for me, that at least what we call your choice means just creating the reality you have, you want using the limited means you have, in short. And two, on just feeling behind in life, I think that's uh, one of the effects of social media where we get so much content, we see so many people living their different lives, some lives we want to live, some we don't want to live. And everyone, as, as, as everyone else says, that on social media, we always portray our best lives, the lives we want everyone to think we're living. Yet there are days we're not doing our best. Yet there are days we are probably in the pits. But those are sides of ourselves that we don't want to show. Those are vulnerabilities that some of us don't like showing on social media. So, of course, big ups to creators who actually show all sides of their lives. But I think that's the tragedy of social media where it keeps on feeding you that type of content. And so you feel like sometimes you're the one who's bending life. Like even personally, I do feel that way sometimes where I forget that all the good things we've done on a podcast and just think that, wow, what if we had a hundred thousand listeners? What if we had all manner of sponsorships to throw for you guys, all manner of events? What if, you know, the what ifs are always what ifing. And uh, we're always feeling like we would have probably done better, probably uh, been ahead in our lives. But yesterday I went to a rescue shelter for ladies, for girls who in Kajedo County who have been rescued from their families. Because cultural norms would detect that some of them be married off at an early age. Some of them would experience FGM. And so the shelter brings them, rescues them and uh, takes them to school and provides avenues for them to not be in those spaces, right? And uh, someone just told them that you guys are lucky to be here. You guys are exactly where you're meant to be at this exact right time. Because sometimes we feel like we would have been further, we would have been doing greater things. We would have, you know, there's always a could have, should have, would have, right? But you're exactly where you're meant to be. Someone says life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you're on your own journey. When you say you're behind on life, it means you're, you're following someone else's journey and that's why you're behind. Otherwise, 
if you're on your own journey, you can't be behind on your own journey. You get like it doesn't make sense to be behind on your own journey. When you're you're supposed to get the car, is when you get the car. When you're supposed to live on the house of the hill, you live on the house on the hill. And uh, that's why you the statement of being behind in life just means you are just comparing your life with someone else's life, other people's lives, or you're comparing your life with the standards that society has set for being like be being on time, quote unquote, in life. So by twenty four, you've done with the undergrad, you started working. By thirty, you have a family, kids. By forty or forty five, your kids are going to high school. You know that's probably the standard that society has set for you. But otherwise, probably your journey is different. And one thing I love about probably our generation is that we are trying to decolonize our minds from being on time with certain things and realizing that life really is an experience that you curate for yourself, an experience that you want. For yourself that you didn't have to be that Billy got married at 30 that all of us now that's the metric for all of us and i know it's very hard to be trailblazers and uh sojourners in leading some of these things because sometimes you feel like why are you that liar when everyone else is conforming to the said standards right but you guys i think the world is your oyster and feeling behind in life is and I would like to you guys that it's a feeling that will go away. It's not a feeling that goes away easily. But once you realize that first is your own journey and two, that you have to live your life in stages, then life gets easier. I think for me, that's the one thing that uh, really has helped me learning to live my life in stages. So if you talk to me last year and probably in some of these monologues, I tell you guys that eh, last year, 2021, some of the years I really wanted to Komoka. You know, this Komoka thing, just succeeding in life, getting so much money, getting your car, getting a house, getting, you know, all the good things that we want in life eventually, right? And those things would put me in a cycle of unsatisfaction, put me in a cycle of not seeing and not living the moment because I'm always living in anxiety of the future or always living in fear of failure or always living in the what ifs and what if these things don't happen, right? And so those things made my life quite, not miserable mentally, because I'd always feel like everyone else is getting ahead. And when you're living in that days, you'll always be hyper-focused on everyone who's doing well. So anyone who gets a car and who does this, you're always feeling like, wow, what, 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 what avenues are they using to get these cars in terms of we have the same privileges, we have the same 24 hours, we have the same, you know, all that stuff, but they're doing much more than I'm doing with my life. So which means they're doing... They're utilizing the time better, which really sometimes isn't the case. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors for guys to get some of these things. Or you don't know the grind that these poor have put, how long they've been doing this grind to get some of these privileges. And so, again, you're on your own path. So living your life in stages for me looks like I'm in uni right now. Normally, only outliers are dance buying themselves cars, buying themselves homes while in uni. The rest of us are in uni so we can get to to the workplace and start getting our money and you know so that's that's my stage i don't need to have a million dollars in my bank account right now because that's from the stage i'm in right and so just understanding that the stage of mine right now didn't need all that money is uni enjoying my experiences failing as many times has helped me not stress myself too much but with that again comes the fear of being complacent where you're afraid that you're being complacent with the things you're doing 
because you're living life in city yes in uni but again you really want you're ambitious and want all these things as well so what's the fine line between being complacent and just understanding that this is not the stage for these things right so that's a question to you guys what do you guys think about that but for me, I think that just living my life in stage has made life way easier than it was. And just pacing myself against myself and giving myself the grace that otherwise I didn't give myself the past probably year or two. Yeah, that and feel just having that feeling that things will work out eventually. I look at people like I've been on several panels of late, moderated several panels, and just seeing that all of them doing well for themselves. Because definitely, I realized being on these panels, like when I'm called... I'm probably moderating high-value people. And all of them um, have different stories, different journeys. But at the end of the day, just looking at them, I'm just thinking, like, everything will turn out right. Why would I be the one God chooses to not for things not to turn out right? You know, like, sometimes I just look at people succeeding in their lives, even at the farm I'm working at. I'm just saying, wow, you guys actually got here. You know, I'm just saying that everything at the end of the day, will work out fine. Everything at the end of the day has to work out fine. It may not be next year or in two years, or in five years or in ten years, but everything eventually does work out fine. So I don't know what are your key takeaways from my short monologue today. So if you're feeling behind in life, always remember that is comparison. So just pace yourself against yourself. I know it's hard to pace yourself against yourself in a world that is constantly comparing it to other people, constantly rewarding the guys who are the top of what you're doing. But if you do your best and focus on the thing you want to do, definitely there's rewards to that. I don't think you reap, as the Bible will tell you, you reap, you reap where you sow. So really, you definitely have to reap. Sometimes longer than others. But yeah. And two, one week of your choice, guys really have a week of your choice choose and try to rate the life you want to live with what you have you don't have to be gymming every day you don't have to be eating out every day you don't have to be moderating panels every day you know but when you get the chance you probably can do the things you want to do so guys don't forget to tweet at me at the busheran pod follow me at the good the bad and busheran and tell me all the things you thought about this episode, about the thoughts on all the rhetorical questions I've posed in this episode of all of this monologue. Do you guys love the monologues? Should I do this more often? Actually, funny thing is, I actually don't script this monologue, so I think probably I should start scripting it. Does it? And also, guys, give me feedback. Does it seem like my thoughts are all over the place or am I getting better being more coherent and probably organizing my thoughts better in my head? So yeah, you guys have a lovely week ahead week of your choice and cheers.